Hello everyone and welcome to, or back to, A Battle Within. This is a podcast about our journey together with post-concussive syndrome and the lessons learned. I'm Drew Neiman and in a short while I'll be joined by Terry Neiman, my wife and the inspiration for the podcast. For the first time, we have a guest, Brooke Neiman, our daughter, will be joining us for a conversation. Frankly, we will be putting her in the hot seat. If it's your first time here and you're not exactly sure what post-concussive syndrome is, I'd recommend checking out episode number one. To learn a little bit more about our backstory, episodes two and three would be very helpful. Today, Terry and I will be asking Brooke what it was like for her as an adult child whose mother has been greatly affected by concussions and the PCS that has followed. We believe it is extremely important to understand what family members are going through as well as the obstacles they face due to something such as PCS. Give it a listen and hopefully it helps. Keep battling. Here we go. Okay, you ready to go, Brooke? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. How about you, Terry? You ready? I'm always ready. You're always ready. (laughs) Well, thanks. Ready, Freddy. Okay. Over here. Thanks for joining us, Brooke. You're the very first guest on the podcast. What do you think about that? I feel so special. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. We have a couple questions for you, and hopefully you can answer some of them for us. Like, who the heck are you? (laughs) (laughs) I will do my best to answer those questions and be honest. Okay. Like I will say in the intro is the fact that you are on on the podcast with us for the first time. I've introduced you as our daughter. Oh, you okay. Did? Yes, I did. Why do I doubt you? Yes, I, I took care of that already. But the reason that we wanted to have you on, Brooke, was because when folks have concussions... And See, that's why you need to clue me in to what you're talking about. No, it's always a surprise you for you. You love leaving me in the dark. No, that, but that's, that's the fun of it all. It's just funny to them. Yes. So, <laughs> anyway... We wanted to have you on because concussions not only affect the survivor, but it also affects the families. And we wanted to gain a different perspective. And so we wanted to come after understanding what it's been like for you. So we want you to kind of tell us your story and don't be apprehensive about it. You know, tell us your truth and what it's been like for you. Okay. So here we go. So first question I have for you is, Brooke, can you tell us, you know, what are some of the feelings that you had around mom being injured like this, especially the last time around? Well, um, I have to start with the last time because I had some feelings with the first time as well. Go for them all. Go for it all. Okay. So I remember with mom's first concussion, getting the phone call that she was in the hospital in Paoli, which was far from where we were living at the time. And I remember you saying, Dad, Mom's okay. She broke her shoulder, but she's in the hospital. And seeing her and seeing that she was not okay and an excruciating pain. And we all thought that it was just going to be a shoulder injury recovery, but it ended up being much more than that. Then she had her second concussion from vertigo you know and then again much more than that and we noticed that 
Well, I noticed anyway that she was more prone to accidents ever since then. So it's always kind of been in the back of my mind, like, oh, I hope my mom doesn't lose her balance. I hope she doesn't fall. I hope she doesn't get injured. And then a couple years later, that did happen, where she did fall and she did get injured again. So something that's always in the forefront of my mind is don't want to hear, I don't want my mom to fall or get injured again, because it's something that we've been dealing with for years now. And I care and I worry. Okay. I mean, that's obviously the way you felt. And mom has been somewhat more injury prone since then. And that's kind of the norm. The third concussion at work, you know, it wasn't like clumsiness or anything like that. It was it was an accident. No, I know. But yeah, I, things weren't yeah. handled the right way. Yeah, um, I wouldn't lose yeah. my balance. I it was a wet floor. Yeah. That's no, a, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying because of the previous concussions and injuries that I didn't want you to get hurt again. And then that's what ended up happening. And then I now worry about that still. Like I don't want you to get hurt again. Yeah, which is true because people with concussions. Seems like they wind up getting more concussions, right? Right, or other things happen. So with mom going through this the first, the second, the third time, how has it affected you mentally or emotionally other than just the worry? Well, I don't know if the listeners know mine and mom's relationship. Did you give any background with that at all? And that's for you to do. Go ahead. So my mother and I are have always been very close, basically, since I was born. <laughs> She's always been my best friend, always been in my corner. We share a lot of laughs. We, I always say that a lot of my best qualities come from my mom and come from my dad. Like I'm very blessed. I have the best of both of them in me. But one of my qualities is that I love to laugh and have fun. And that's always been my relationship with mom. But then also... Um, when I need something, she's the first person I call. <laughs> Mom and I are very close. So when these injuries were and the concussions have happened, it's played a toll in me in the fact where it bothers me because we are so close and I want to make sure that she's okay and happy and healthy. And although she's definitely on the road to recovery and doing so much better, there are times and there have been times where I worried about her as far as like her happiness. And getting that fun-loving, goofy mother back. And she's she's getting there. But there was a while there where it was honestly dark. Right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. And being as close as we are and so bonded as we are, it plays a toll on me. Because where's my mom? Where's my fun-loving, goofy mom? And for a while there, it almost felt like it was... She wasn't there. It wasn't existent anymore. But I don't feel that way anymore. I feel like it's been an uphill climb and that I got my mom back in a sense. So, yeah. <laughs> but it was a long, it's been a long journey, honestly. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Is there anything you want to add there, Tara? And now it just hurts my heart to hear her even say it. Yeah. How do you feel, mom? Is different now. I kind of see her being a little bit different. I mean, how do you feel about that? Different since the concussions? Yeah. Yes and no. I'm, I'm going to start with the yes. I do feel that mom has since 
the concussions, she tends to be a little bit more emotional. She's always been an emotional person, but I feel like she's able to get to those emotions quicker. She's more frequently confused. She, uh, Mom, you will often tell me the same story over and over, and she's so excited. <laughs> oh, my God, Brooke, did I tell you? Yes, Mom, 13 times and in 13 different ways, but... You'll keep going with the story, and I'm just like, uh-huh, yep, yeah, mom, yep, I, I heard it, I know. So almost, like, forgettable, but it's only because you're so excited to share the stories with me, and, you know, we talk on the phone almost every day. Yeah, and then I don't think she's different in the sense where, like, mom, you've always been a fighter, that's why you have the nickname Pitbull. We'd always be like, mom, don't mess with my mom, she's going to go to bat for herself, her family, her kids, and I just think that recovering from this concussion and uh, post-traumatic, post-concussive syndrome, that you've only proven that even more, that you definitely earn that name of a pit bull where you never give up and you just keep on fighting. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think that there's been some changes, but I also think that she's still there. She's still the same person that we know and love. Yeah, did it take, do you feel that it took a little while to get there? Where, like, mom sort of came back? Yeah, I do. Like I, like I said before, there was a while there, because mom's always been a happy person. But there was a while there where it was dark. A lot of tears from her, from us, where I didn't, I wasn't sure she was going to get out of that black hole. And I do think she's, she's back and just... Do you think, along those lines, do you think the time that mom was at your house and kind of spilled the beans and laid it all out for you as to what was going on with her. Do you think that that helped in that? I, I do because I think that I always kind of knew that it was happening. Cause I could tell that she wasn't her smiley, goofy laughing, you know, shooting from the hip, little spunky self. But I was also kind of just ignoring it. Like, because sometimes it's easier to suppress something instead of dealing with it and coping with it. And then mom and I had a heart to heart where she shared with me that she is feeling depressed. And she basically cried and broke down and lost it and spilled the beans. And I cried and broke down and <laughs> lost it and just told her how much she meant to me and that I wanted her to get through it. And then I'm there for her. And as much as I try to understand what mom's going through, I also don't understand. So I just try to support from the outside and do my best. Yeah, and you do a good job of it. But that's all you really can do for someone in this situation. I mean, it's, it's hard to to completely understand if you've never felt it. And that's that's normal. And not just having symptoms from a concussion, a concussion, but also like symptoms of depression or lack of memory or anything that all those is hard for me to relate to. So it's just trying to remember sympathizing with you and also loving and supporting you as much as I can. Right. Do, do you think it would have helped if mom was a little bit more honest a little earlier and you also we're willing to ask the questions about how mom was feeling a little bit earlier. I would always check in with mom physically. Like I would always be like, how are you feeling today? 
how's your back? And we would get together, you know, and have coffee or hang out or whatever the case may be. And it would always seem to be about how she was feeling physically because you could see it. Like she would quench her eyes. She would like freeze for a second, start like whimpering almost. So it was always the questions of what's going on? Does your back hurt? Does your head hurt? What's going like those kinds of things. And I never had a thought really that it was emotionally until somewhat recently that it could be more, that it could be also emotionally and draining and depress- depressing for her. And it probably would have been better for me to ask those questions up front just so that I could cope with them too. So here we go. My next question was really, do you think at times that you struggled in understanding what mom was going through, the actual struggle? You talked about how sometimes you didn't, but find it to be a struggle, or is it just something that you kind of had to figure out along the way? I struggled, and I still struggle. Like, there's times where I um, will honestly get frustrated because I don't understand from a personal level what's going on. So I will get frustrated and then have to almost, like, set myself straight. So, yeah, honestly, it's been more of a struggle in that sense, if that makes sense. Okay, what would you do differently if you had to do it all over again? Not really anything differently, because I don't think I ever, like, really showed major frustration towards mom. It was more like I would get frustrated or almost feel like I was losing patience, and I'm a patient person, I'm a special educator, and almost feeling like frustrated with myself with why am I getting frustrated with something that my mom can't control. She's going through something I need to be more supportive. So I think how I would handle it differently in the future or, or how I should have handled it is almost like find somebody to talk to or figure out how I could be more of a support, how I can cope with my feelings, uh, learn a little bit more about what exactly is going on so that I could present and feel more patient towards the situation. You got any questions here, Terry, that you want to ask of Brooke? Do do you ever miss like the things we used to do together, like Zumba? Well, I just miss Zumba in general. I used to teach it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. We used to go to concerts together. We would go um, see live music. Uh, just this summer when we, when we went to Nashville, just as like a lot of the people would come out into town, you wanted to go. And I'd be like, oh, oh we're going to go right when it's, the music's getting really good. You know, like those kinds of things. But I've just found other ways to spend time with you that we both equally enjoy. We don't need to press things that aren't as enjoyable anymore. I think in general, everybody changes and we just have to figure out how to change for those people that we love. So now we'll like go and get coffee and out to breakfast or out to lunch or just talk on the phone for hours or uh, hang out with our dogs. We found other ways to continue our relationship. Yeah, I like to get back some of those active things we did too, though. I miss them. Yeah. Yeah. We used to do Zumba together and hike. What else? What else do we do besides the two things? Out kettlebells. Well, maybe those days come back for the two of you. I mean, mom's 
you know, it's two and a half years later, but she and she continues to improve on on a daily basis. You know, she still has the setbacks, but it is getting better. There's no question about that. And she's settling a little bit more, right? Yeah. So, Brooke, the last question I have, I have two questions for you, but the last two are, is there anything that you want to ask us? Has, I mean, I listened to the last podcast, the one with the seven uh, things that you should do to be supportive for someone going through post-concussive syndrome. So I guess, like, I was really emotional because, like, oh, my God, my parents have been together for 31 years, and they're, like, relationship goals. They just love each other. But my question is, has, has it caused any strain on the two of you? I would say probably at times it has. As, you know? as far as our relationship, I don't think so. I think we're stronger. But I think we've gone through a lot. But I do think that that's something we are used to. Yeah. In a lot of ways, unfortunately, we haven't had the easy road. You know that with debt, even just looking at dad's life or any of the bumps that I have gone through. So we don't sit on a, you know, on, on our, uh, it's not all plush and good and roses and daisies. It's always been bumpy and we've had hard times, difficult things. Yeah, I would say the hard times, Brooke, more hard times about the circumstances that we faced that weren't necessarily inside of our relationship. So such as, you know, what happened with Holly, my sister, you know, for the folks out there who don't know who she is, car accident, I lost both my parents, short time period of one another, things like that, that we've been through together, yeah. but not necessarily directly related to inside the relationship. And I think that, that we both have always been like, okay, let's just take care of it and let's, let's get to work. Yeah, um, that's instead I, of, I think I guess that's what I was trying to say. It just didn't come out right, but I just think it's more like it was difficult because the situation was difficult, but our relationship was never in question. I guess that's what yeah. I was trying to say. Does that answer it? Yeah, and yeah. that's good. Yeah. Now we could say this, and you know, I'm grateful for it, and I make no secret about how marrying Terry was the greatest thing that I've ever done. But way too often out there in the world when somebody's going through what we're going through, whether you're the survivor or the caregiver or the spouse, there are times quite often where it ends up in divorce. There's no question about that. And that's part of why we want to do this is we want to help people get through those, those trying times. Right. Uh, hopefully that answers it for you. Any other questions you have for us? No. So I have one more here for you for tonight, Brooke. As always, as you know, Mom and I are doing this because really we want to have the ability to help other folks and kind of give some ideas and, and help them through their struggles as well. And Mom's always courageous in, in, in these episodes up until this point. The question I have for you is what are some of the lessons that you learned from your perspective, that may be helpful to others? Oh, so definitely, as much as you can, be as patient as possible. So there have been times where I could have easily 
flipped out because why is mom acting this way? And I just chose to like take a breath and relax and know that her emotions are at a peak because that's one of the side effects of what she's going through. So definitely as much as you can work on being patient, patient with yourself and patient with their survivor, patient with the family, patient with how things have changed, how they will change. Um, Something that I would recommend that I should have done better with is being a part of, like I did go to some of the doctor's appointments, but I almost wish I would have went to more to understand a little bit more about what the physical disabilities that were happening and why they were happening so that I could understand better how to react to those things. That's a fair point. If I'm hearing you correctly, it's to put the time in to try to understand a little bit better as well yeah. as patient as you possibly can muster up or the right. things you learned. Mm-hmm. And right. I think another thing, I'm sorry, a third thing is like I'm in a very committed and healthy relationship. So just being able to have somebody to like vent to and just get things off of my chest without it putting a strain on my relationship with you, mom, or anything like that. Just being like, how do I do? How do I handle this? And then just needing that reminder of like, still your mom, things are still good. She's in recovery, you know? So almost having like an objective person to almost hear you out and your feelings that you're going through, because it's not been easy for me either. We're trying to acknowledge the people that go through this alongside the survivors. And hopefully this discussion that we're having here today today is going to help somebody else that's out there, right? I mean, that's the objective of this. So, Terry, what do you know? What do you want to say? You got any final thoughts here before we shut it down? Uh, no, not really. Just It's difficult for me because I never want to put my family through pain. Man, going through half the pain you're going through, Terry. Exactly, Mom, and we still love you. Yeah, we're not going through half of it. I love you guys, too, and I'm just really sorry that... Just, ah, don't be sorry about it. You didn't do anything wrong. All right? Well, I thank wrong. you both for being there for me. Well, we're more than happy to be here. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, and we also know that if it was in reverse, you would be the first one there. And you have been the first one there for us in our times of need. So there's absolutely nothing that you should be apologizing for, especially when it's something that's completely out of your control. Right. Okay, well, there you have it, folks. Brooke, I appreciate you taking the time to come on and and tell us a little bit about your story, your insights, and the things that you've done in terms of learning about post-concussive syndrome and how to interact and support your mother and at times even myself. So I want to say thank you for that. Before we go, for you folks out there who have been listening, if you find the uh, podcast to be useful, please uh, subscribe wherever you may listen and be sure to share with your family members and anybody else you feel might find it to be beneficial. You can connect with us at abattlewithin.com. Show notes and resources are available there. We have a Facebook group that we're building called The Battle Within as well. It is uh, being developed into an online support group at the time of this recording. Reach out to us. Tell us your story at A Battle Within. Until next time, for those who are recovering, show yourself some grace. For those who know someone who is recovering, 
Show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Okay, everybody, take care. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>